You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Friday, December the 17th. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today. Each and every day you tune in. It's um, it's Marvel fever right now with uh, Spider-Man No Way Home being released uh, over the last couple of days. I'm going to see it tonight, so no spoilers. Don't comment on the YouTube section of spoilers of No Way Home. If you're going to see it, let me know. And thinking of Marvel got me thinking about the question, what if? Um, and it got me thinking about what if the 14-team expanded playoffs was implemented for 2021? Because that is a proposal that has been offered by Major League Baseball both in the past and in this most recent, this current, collective bargaining agreement um, conversations. 14 teams, 7 from each league. So we're going to, first off, break down what that um, what that would mean for, for Major League Baseball, how the format would work, and then go into the different choices that the teams would have to make and how it might change not only who would make it based on the final records, but how would it have changed the trading deadline based on the July 31st standings? So we'll get into all that on today's episode. I think it's going to be a fun one, so hope you stay tuned. Hope you're able to watch or listen to every single one. Before I do, I do want to remind you guys to please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We just got over 500 subscribers. So thank you to everybody for subscribing to the YouTube channel. And be sure to subscribe to your favorite podcasting platform as well. It's free on every site that you want to listen or watch this show on. Tell your friends about it. Be notified when a new episode goes live by pressing the bell on YouTube or setting the notifications on your podcasting platform. It's going to be a fun off-season full of content. So happy Friday, everybody. Happy No Way Home release day. Officially, the 17th is when it was announced and I feel like they get earlier and earlier each year. But nevertheless, let's get right into the what-if scenario. So here is the proposal that was set forth by MLB, according to a report by CBS Sports uh, back in late November. November the 29th is when this article was written. Uh, and it was written by Mike Axisa. Apologies if I'm pronouncing that name wrong. But here's how the expanded playoff would uh, work. Seven teams from each league would make it, as I mentioned. The teams with the best record in each league would get a bye for the wild card round. The two other division winners and the top wild card team would get host of all three game series in the wild card. So all three games would be played in one spot, similar to the wild card round of 2020. The other two division winners would get to pick their wild card round opponents from the three other wild card teams. With the three series winners and a team with a bye advance to the divisional round. So the divisional round is still four teams. It's the wild card round that gets added in here. According to this article, if the 2015 and 19 postseason fields would have looked like, you would have seen the 79 and 82 Marlins make it in 2016, the 80 and 82 Rays and Angels would have made it in 2017. So sub 500 teams making the playoffs. That's a debate as well. So when I think of expanded playoffs, I understand it. So there's two sides to this. There's two sides to everything. Whether you agree or disagree, there's two sides to everything. The two sides to this for me, from a from, from Major League Baseball standpoint, it does encourage more, um, more ways to win. Because 80, 84 wins might get you in the playoffs, when before, 80 wins wasn't even sniffing the playoffs. So it might incentivize, from their perspective, it might incentivize teams like, say, the Miami Marlins. Like, say, you know, let, let, let's just take a look at teams with, with around 80 wins. The Philadelphia Phillies, the Reds, even the Cubs, the Padres might buy in more. The, the Oakland Athletics with 86 wins. The Cleveland Guardians now with 80 wins could have snuck in if the AO wasn't so deep. 
you have this opportunity now to, hey, you only need 80-some-odd wins to make the playoffs. Buy a little bit more. The idea is that more teams would buy, more teams would, would be active, more teams would try to win. And I understand that concept. I, 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 I comprehend that. My counterpoint to that is for me, the postseason at, at the highest level, I'm not talking about the high school level where everybody makes at least the first round of, of playoffs. No, no, no. At the highest level, at the Major League Baseball, highest level of baseball in the world, largely, the playoffs are the best of the best. Keep the best teams in the playoffs. I do think there are ways to incentivize winning a little bit more so you don't have teams like the Orioles, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, the Pirates who just tank, 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 tank and lose and all these different things. And I understand that argument, but the playoffs are the best of the best. For me, why lower the bar for the playoffs? If anything, elevate the bar. And I understand that, again, the the desire for it because you're going to get a lot more intrigue you might get some more eyes on the games you're going to have tv galore you're going to have a lot of ways to watch it you 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 do have that positive with it uh they sold the broadcasting rights for the wild card games to espn so espn would broadcast those games and then maybe yeah you would possibly get more eyes on the game and we all know something that we talk about a lot on this show is that we need more eyes in the game of baseball. So from that perspective, I understand it. This could just be the traditionalist in me, and I'm not saying that, oh, just because it was this way, and he's, that means it has to stay this way for that reason. But I do think that there is something important about the playoffs. It's like the Hall of Fame. You know, that, that, that's where the best of the best go. And I'm not saying the best teams make it every year. Sometimes the best teams have a slow May, so they don't make the playoffs. You know, that, that is what it is. But I do think the playoffs are for the best of the best expanding the playoffs. I was fine with the wild card round. I'm even fine or with, with the wild card team. I'm even fine now with the second wild card team. Not only because it got the Cardinals in the postseason in 2012 and 2021, but I think it adds excitement. That one game playoff, yes, it's contradictory to a lot of what baseball is, which is a long, grueling season. Um, but at the same time, it adds excitement. That does add excitement. But at some point, too much of a good thing can become a bad thing. Because then the playoffs don't mean anything. Playoffs are just, oh, 84-win team can go out and win the whole thing. And yeah, that, that could be a nice underdog story every couple years. Or that could be a nice underdog story once or twice. But then, you know, when, when an 84-win team, 80-win 80 team, 78-win team, as we saw in those previous formats, get in the playoffs and maybe they get hot at the right time and they take out the juggernaut or they take out the best team. Yeah, that could be exciting every once in a while. Everybody loves a Cinderella story. But at the same time, why are you rewarding mediocrity? Because 162 games is a lot of games. And even if they reduce it to, let's just say, uh, 154, which is what it was before, it's still a lot of games. And if you go 80 and, 82 and 80 or 84 and 78, it's not a bad season. It's above 500. You're probably close to the playoffs until the last two weeks of the season. But there's a part of me that says, why reward mediocrity? Because 80, 80, 84 wins, 85 wins, I would argue, is pretty mediocre. So why reward that by giving them a chance to win the World Series? Postseason is for the best of the best. It's for the World Series contenders. And let's be honest with ourselves. When we look at the final stats, or the final standings, excuse me, of the teams that would have been in, because we'll get into more detail in a moment, but the Cincinnati Reds and the Philadelphia Phillies both of them made the playoffs. Were the Reds at 83-79 and and the Phillies at 82-80 and really deserving of a postseason berth? Really, were they? 
yes, you would have had more Reds fans be interested. Maybe, you know, Jeff Carr, host of Locked on Reds, would have seen the Reds make a little more move and he'd be more happy. And I understand that. But for me, the competitor in me says win at the highest level. Don't win just because they lowered the bar. Again, I, I get it from a business, from an organi- organizational standpoint, but there's a part of me, maybe it's just tradi- the traditionalist in me, that says keep the playoffs the way they are now. Maybe expand it to, to two wildcard teams, three wildcard, but I, I, seven teams making the postseason. Seven out of 15. That means half of your league, just under half of the league, is making the postseason. 14 out of 30 teams, seven out of 15 in each respective league. That just doesn't seem like the postseason is that uh, uh, exclusive anymore. And maybe, maybe my way of thinking is out as outdated. You know, me, even me as a twenty-one year old. Maybe, maybe I am in the extreme minority. Who knows? Let me know what you think. Comment on the YouTube uh, video. DM at LJ Fastball. DM at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. Email at lockedoncards@gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the expanded playoffs. All that said, it is an interesting. Co- Topic of conversation to say what will or what would have the postseason matchups looked like. So we are going to get into that coming up in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to take a break to tell you about one of my favorite, favorite things in the world. That is Built Bar. And we've got some great things going through the December 23rd, this holiday season. Be sure to grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. That's right. It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. You have so many flavors. It might be hard to choose just one. You have a raspberry or a mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, so many to choose from. You simply cannot go wrong. And if you want to cozy up with something even warm, I've got a holiday secret for you as well. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little bit, give you that beverage a little bit of your favorite Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melted Built Bar to go with it. And be sure to have a couple napkins on hand as well. One more piece of advice if you want a marshmallow retreat for the holidays, Built Bar also has you covered there. You need to get your hands on the Built Bar Puss. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good, you won't believe that they're still filled with protein. So go to Built.com right now. See all the options available for the holiday season. And be sure to still use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, to get 15% that order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. So we got a couple different ways we're going to break this down. Like old Kent Murphy, we're going to break this down from a fundamental standpoint. You ever seen those videos? They're hilarious. Um, we're, first off, we're going to look at the how, how it would have affected the National League, the American League, and then we'll finish up with how it might affect it at, at the trade deadline. Um, but the, the end standings, the, the teams that did make the postseason in real life, the Tampa Bay Rays were the AL East winners. White Sox in the American League Central, Astros in the American League West, Red Sox and Yankees were your wild card. In the National League, the Braves won the East, the Brewers won the Central, the Giants won the West, and the Dodgers and Cardinals were your wild card teams. So, um, CBS, this article on CBS also proposed this, um, or, or had the matchups as by record. So the Rays would have gotten the bye uh, with 100 wins, Astros would have played the Mariners, White Sox would have played the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox would have played the Yankees, again, based on a record. The Giants would have won the National League. Eric would have gotten a bye. The Brewers would have played the Phillies, the Braves, and the Reds, and the Dodgers still face off against the Cardinals. Um, 
It's a very interesting matchup. You also would have thought, well, maybe the Red Sox wouldn't have wanted to play the Yankees, the Dodgers not played the Cardinals. So let's break it down. Let's go based on the National League choices. So the Cardinals were 90 and 72, the Reds were 83 and 79, and the Phillies were 82 and 80. The Cardinals with a 90 win season, playoff bound, that's pretty accurate. 90 wins more times than not are going to get you to the playoffs. For example, there were only two 90 win teams that didn't make the playoffs, and then uh, the American League, those were the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays, but the Blue Jays played in the gauntlet of the American League East, and these Mariners were at the uh, hands of the 95-win Astros, and as well as playing the rest of the American League. Um, all 91 teams made it in the National League, including the 88-win Atlanta Braves that went on to win the World Series. Um, so, so let's take a look at this. So in this current format, again, the Giants get the bye. The Dodgers, Cardinals, and... Excuse me, the Dodgers, Brewers, and Braves all get to pick. So from the Brewers standpoint, let's take a look at their head-to-head matchup. This season against the St. Louis Cardinals, the Brewers were 8-11. and 11, So you probably weren't going to see the Brewers pick the Cardinals. Against the Cincinnati Reds, they were 10-9, and 9, so not too shabby. And against the Phillies, a non-NL Central foe, they were just 2-5. and five. And the Phillies, you were going to have to go through Zach Wheeler as well. In a three-game series, you're probably going to say chocolate up to a loss there. And again, the what-if here could expand into episode upon episode upon episode because I could bring in the host of each one of these shows and talk about, well, how are your starting pitchers pitching? How, how, who was going to be lined up on that last day? How I, I get so much input. So it's, it's hard to break it down into one episode. So this could be something that we do more often. Let me know if you want to see more what-if type episodes for the offseason. But if, if I'm the Brewers... I'm telling myself, even though I was two and five um, against the Philadelphia Phillies that season, and you, you scored 26 runs and you only and you let up 32, it's not very good. That is bad. That's not mediocre. That's bad. And even though you had good success against Cincinnati, do you really want to play a division foe in the postseason? So if I'm the Brewers, and again, they wouldn't get first pick at this. That the Dodgers would, um, but but it. Or no, the, the, the Brewers were because they're the uh, division champion. Excuse me. So if I'm the Brewers, I'm picking the Phillies. I, I think the Brewers would pick the Phillies. So if we're writing down our, our, our options here, um, I, I'm, I, I'm saying that the Milwaukee Brewers face off against the Philadelphia Phillies because it's a non-division opponent, so you're not going to have to worry about too much familiarity and things of that nature. Um, so I, I'm going that the Phillies are now off the board, Okay. Then you move on to the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves would have the option between the Cincinnati Reds and the St. Louis Cardinals. The Braves this season had some pretty good success against the St. Louis Cardinals, going 6-1, and one, scoring 36 runs in those seven games. And against the Reds this season, they were just 4-3. and three. If I'm the Braves... Again, the, the Cardinals, you can't just look at the record because there are intangibles there. The Cardinals were red hot. So here are the two sides to the Braves coin as to should they pick the Cardinals or Reds. One side is we're 6-1 against the Cardinals. Very much success. Had a sweep against them. It was impressive. It was fun. We dominated. The other side is the Cardinals have a 17-game winning streak this month, and they're probably one of the hottest teams in all of baseball. Do we really want to play them? I'm saying no. I don't think even the Dodgers. I don't think anybody wanted to play the Cardinals in the month of September or even October. Because if the Cardinals got past the Dodgers, team gets high at the right time, who knows? They didn't. Chris Taylor, yada, 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 I know. 
But I think the Braves would rather play the Reds. And it's not like the Braves were terrible against the Reds. They were 4-3, and three, scored 25 runs, let up 31. But if you go 4-3, and three, that's, a, that's a series win in seven games. And pretty good chances that you're going to win the three-game set as well. So I'm saying that the Atlanta Braves would select the Cincinnati Reds to play, leaving you with the Los Angeles Dodgers playing the St. Louis Cardinals, which is what we also saw in the regular wild card round. Let's take a look at now over to the American League choices. Again, you have the Yankees who sit at 92 and 70. Uh, or before we move on, the, the, the Dodgers during the regular season against the Cardinals were, were four and three, so not not terrible as well. Um, so, and, and it, to, to the point of the division matchup, which I talked about with the Brewers, the, the Giants were ten and nine versus the Dodgers. So yeah, they had success against the Dodgers over the course of nineteen games, but we all know how that five game series lasted. So, anyways, we move on now to the American League when you have the Astros, White Sox, and Red Sox all getting to choose from the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Mariners, and the Mariners. How exciting were the Mariners to end the season? I don't think anybody in the American League wanted to play the Mariners to close out the season or into October. I wouldn't have wanted to play the Mariners. So the Astros, 95-win team. This season, they would have the first choice because they're the, the highest division winner. Uh, against the Yankees in 2021, they were 2-4. and four. Against the Toronto Blue Jays, they were 4-2. and two. And against the Seattle Mariners, a division foe, they were 11-8. and eight. So yes, they had success against the Seattle Mariners. However, again... From my perspective, and I would love to hear H-Town Wheelhouse and Brett's of Locked On, uh, or H-Town Wheelhouse and Eric of, of Locked On, Astros to hear their take on the subject, but I'm staying away from divisional matchups in, in the wildcard round if I can. And since the Astros would have the first choice, I think that they would stay away from it. I think, that, and, and again, maybe TV might want them to do this, against the New York Yankees, as I mentioned, just two and four, they might want to go to the Yankees, but they were four and two against the Blue Jays. It's an exciting team, but I'm saying that the Astros would have picked the Toronto Blue Jays. From my perspective, I, and again, I wouldn't want to play any of these teams because all these teams are now playoff teams, and I think that the Blue Jays were good enough to be in the postseason, you know, 91 wins, as I mentioned. So I think the Astros would have picked the Toronto Blue Jays. So now the Blue Jays are off the board. Now let's see what, what the White Sox would, would get to pick. The White Sox against the Yankees in 2021 were 1-5, and five, and against the Mariners, they were 3-3. Three and three. So not a whole lot of, of great options to choose from. But I, I'm staying away from the 1-5. and five. So, so here's the two sides to this coin. Do you want to stay, from, stay away from the 1-5 and five team, the team that dominated you during the regular season? Or do you want to take the team that you were 500 against but is playing some really exceptional baseball right now? The Seattle Mariners. I think that the, from the White Sox standpoint, I'm staying away from the Yankees. If I'm the White Sox, I am picking the um, Seattle Mariners, and that would leave the wildcard team, uh, Boston Red Sox, to face off again against the New York Yankees. That is a divisional matchup that we saw a lot of fun with in the wildcard round. I, I, I still think that um, that would have been a lot of fun, and any rivalry game in the postseason is, is going to be a lot of fun. But imagine these matchups for three-game series. Because here is the fun part to this. It is, It would be a lot of fun to, to imagine this. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, you have great pitching on both sides. Atlanta, Cincinnati, you have a rematch of last year's wildcard round games. Los Angeles Dodgers, St. Louis Cardinals. That was a great wildcard game. I think it could have been a great wildcard series. Houston and Toronto. You have the dogs that have been there before and the Astros and the new young guns in the Toronto Blue Jays that don't know how good they really are. The White Sox and Mariners... Two of the, 
the White Sox are one of the most exciting teams in all of baseball for the entire year, and the Seattle Mariners, one of the most exciting baseball teams at that time. And Boston and New York, we all know what the Boston and New York would have looked like. Um, so, um, so it, again, it, there's a positive and a negative to everything, right? So, so the positive here is that, that that was super fun, and it is fun to imagine what those games would have looked like and how it would have affected the rest of the postseason. Because what if the Philadelphia Phillies are able to, to pitch and just get enough offense to get past the Milwaukee Brewers? Because we saw the Brewers' offense in the postseason struggle. And this is all with the benefit of knowing how these teams performed the rest of the postseason. You saw the Dodgers really run out of gas against the Braves, not to take anything away from Atlanta. They still had a great season and deserving World Series championship. We saw that the Houston Astros really take care of business against the White Sox. Um, we, we, we saw the, the Red Sox, like I said, get taken care of business against the Atlanta Braves, got hot. But it is interesting to see what that would have looked like with a 14-team playoff, because it is chaos. We saw that in 2020 with the expanded playoffs. It was chaos, and there was a part of it that was, yeah, it, it was fun. It, it was a good time to, to be had by all. So that that's the positive side of it. Again, I do think that it's worth a discussion or at least worth a thought that maybe the playoffs should be kept for the best of the best. Don't expand it too much, you know. Uh, I, I think that five teams still is, it incentivizes winning a little bit still, but also keeps the best teams in the playoffs. So that, that's the what if. Th- those are the matchups I got. Again, one more time, just so we're all clear. I had the Milwaukee Brewers picking the Philadelphia Phillies, Braves and Reds, Dodgers and Cardinals, Houston and Toronto, White Sox and Seattle, Boston and New York, because uh, the divisional winners would get to the, the, the first crack at who's to choose, and the wildcard winners would get the leftovers, which is why Dodgers would play the Cardinals, because I don't think Milwaukee or Atlanta is choosing the Cardinals, and the Boston Red Sox would still face the Yankees, because I don't think the Astros or White Sox are facing or are picking the Yankees. Excuse me. So that's based on the end of the year results. We also have to think about this. If the teams knew about this from day one, how would the rest of the season gone? How would the trade deadline have gone any differently? We'll take a look at that coming up in just a moment as well, because that also is a lot of room for discussion. The odds at Bet Online would have looked a lot different in terms of who gets traded where. However, that's in hindsight. How can you win money with Bet Online now? Well, they've got you covered because they've got more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season marches towards the playoffs and bowl season is right around the corner. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. And if you sign up today and enter the promo code Locked On, you get a 50% welcome bonus. That's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code again, Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, or UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games, take advantage of these offers while they're available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is also where the game starts. Let's take a look at the standings at the trade deadline on July 31st. And again, there were trades made during the week that could have affected this as well. But here is what they were in the regular season, July 31st of 2021. In the National League, the Brewers were seven games ahead of the Cincinnati Reds at 62 and 43. The Reds were 55 and 50, and the Cardinals were nine and a half games out, 52 and 52. The Mets, yes, the Mets were in first place in the National League East at 56 and 48. 
The Giants were at 65 and 39, three games ahead of the Dodgers at 63 and 43, and the Padres were still well a part of the playoff picture, six games out of first place at 61 and 47. The National League wild card also looked a little bit differently than what it ended up. The Dodgers and Padres secured the first two spots with the Reds four and a half games out and the Cardinals seven games out of the National League wild card. To the American League now, uh, over in the American League East, the Tampa Bay Rays still held their advantage a half a game above the Boston Red Sox. The Yankees were seven games out, and the Blue Jays were eight games out, but both the Yankees and Toronto were uh, well above 500. The Yankees were 55 and 48, and the Toronto Blue Jays were 53 and 48. The American League Central didn't change much. The White Sox held a healthy eight-game advantage that they would ride to the end of the season. Uh, the Houston Astros in the American League West were five and a half games ahead of Oakland. Seattle Mariners saw themselves eight games back at 56 and 49. And again, the A's were at 59 and 47. The American League wild card also looked a little bit different. Um, just a little bit different, not as different as the um, National League. You had Boston and Oakland securing the top two spots with the Yankees at two and a half games out of that wild card spot. Seattle, two and a half. Toronto, three and a half. And even the Cleveland then Indians, now Guardians, were five and a half games out of a wild card spot. That was of the second wild card spot. You throw in another wild card spot after that, then they were only two games out of the playoff spot. So do the Cleveland Guardians or the Cleveland Indians, does the baseball team that resides in Cleveland, Ohio, be more aggressive? Do they end up making the postseason? You have that to consider. You also have to consider, you know, the, the Braves ended up making the playoffs, but the Phillies, who were eight games out of the second wild card spot, but only four eight games out of a third wild card spot going by the expanded playoffs. Do they get aggressive? Do they go out and make a move for some of their weaknesses? Do they go out, get another pitcher to go with Zach Brother? Do they get a bat? Do they add something to what they needed to do? Because if you know about the expanded playoffs, you know that you're going to have seven teams instead of five. You have two more spots. So the Cardinals at 52, and let's take a look at this from the Cardinal perspective. They were 52 and 52. So if you have... Um, you So at this time, at July 31st, the playoff picture would have looked like this. Giants are in, Brewers are in, Mets are in, Dodgers are in. The Giants would have had the bye. Then you had the Brewers, Mets, and Dodgers, just during those three spots, uh, for who they get to choose. They would choose between the Dodgers, Padres, and Reds. And the Cardinals, instead of being seven games out of a playoff spot, are now just two and a half games out of a playoff spot. Are they more aggressive? Do they go after more than just a John Lester or J.A. Happ? Maybe. Because then you have to say say to yourself, okay, instead of being seven games out, we don't know. It's going to take a miracle. We're going to have to go on a run. Do we go out and get a move, be aggressive, because we're only two games, two and a half games out of a wildcard spot? I think you see the Cardinals be more aggressive. I also think you see the Braves stay as aggressive. I don't know how you get more aggressive than what they were. Maybe, like I said, the Phillies. And heck, even the Cubs at 51 and 55, who were nine games out of a playoff spot, are now, with this given scenario, just five and a half games out. Do the Cubs make some more moves? And, and instead of selling all their pieces, do they buy a couple pieces to see if they can make a playoff run to get to that third wild card spot? So you see, with just two extra, two extra playoff spots, you go from five, to seven, because the five right now are the three divisional winners. You have the wild card winner and the second wild card, right? You add two to that, everything changes. Not just based on the end of the year and who we get, who, who we see gets picked. I don't know if you can see that on the YouTube channel. It's the writing down who the matchups were. Not just seeing who gets picked, but also what trades are or are not made at the trade deadline. Who is more aggressive? Who is not aggressive? 
So the positive side to this, to wrap things up, is yes, it causes chaos. It can cause a lot of chaos, and it can be good for the game. I can see the argument that it incentivizes teams to win um, instead of tanking at, 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 you know, 84 wins. But the other side of that is, is it lowering the bar too much? And do we really want to see 78, 82-win 80, teams in the playoffs? Do they really deserve to be there? Yes, you'll get more eyes on the game, but is that going to be eyes on the bad portion of the game? Food for thought. Just food for thought. That was fun. Let me know what you guys think of the playoff scenarios. Do you agree with the matchups that I had? Do you agree with um, the, the reasonings I had behind certain matchups? I think that... Do I want to see it expanded to 7-7? Seven and seven? Probably not. But it was fun to look back on. I hope you had fun listening or watching. Uh, be sure to let me know your thoughts, whether it's on uh, rated on iTunes, um, comment on the YouTube channel, reply to a tweet, whatever it may be. Uh, thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. We'll be back with more Locked on Cardinals content after the weekend. I'm seeing No Way Home tonight. I'm super excited for that. I hope if you guys are Marvel fans, go out and see it. It's, I heard it's pretty freaking good. But hope you guys all have a wonderful weekend. And until I talk to you guys on Monday, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.